Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Coral counting. You pay pace students with learning disabilities. You can't see numbers. Ducks and Discoculia. Dyslexia and Discoculia. This is our podcast for week 19 of 2019 and we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services, to help us review the links of this week. Welcome Dr. Schroeder. Well, uh, as always, thank you so much for having me. Definitely, we have some very interesting links uh, this week with all kind of things we want your opinion on. So the, the first one is about coral counting. What is that? Well, um it's actually basically exactly uh, as it sounds, as a class or, or a whole group. Everyone counts out a uh, lot together in okay. unison. Okay, in unison. Okay. Yeah, and you can also do the multiplication tables. That's how I learned them. Um, it's uh, something that my many primary teachers uh, do, and it could be used more. Now... Um, if you understand what actually happening is, so, so you are counting, and there is a, a counting word you forgot. Say we are till six, but you really forgot what is the next one after six. Uh-huh. So you're trying to find that in your memory, and just at that moment when you kind of have opened, tried to open the um, storage place. Uh, or the link, or however you you call it, the directory for the next counting word after six, the whole class says seven. And you can fit it right in there. That is the basis why we also do choral reading with students. They try, they look at a certain word, they try to figure it out, they don't know it yet, but since it's choral reading, there are the others who exactly in that moment say the word. Okay. And then when the word comes back, they have a higher chance of memorizing it. And that is also what's happening with the uh, choral counting. It's also um, taking away anxiety because you are not the only one who counts. Right. So There's if 20 you, other kids with you. If you don't know a word for some time, then um, nobody notices. Right. That's a good thing. And uh, this routine, doing it again, uh, is kind of also uh, making a group feeling. So we all do this together Mm -hmm. and and this is the normal uh, thing to do. Um, It's inclusive. Uh, They all feel supported. There's nobody that's put on the spot um, and you can combine it with um, a visual either hold up the numbers or do a projection or something uh, of the numbers and um, in my view uh, or when you have a smaller um, group of students a pull-out group that you teach I would definitely also include the manipulatives either touchable numbers that uh-huh. the sandpaper numbers that they can uh, run their finger over or uh, manipulatives that show the number it can be uh, dot cards but it can also be um, cuisinier rods that they point at the next one 
and you can uh, do the same thing for um, skip counting. Um, I feel it's also a good plan to actually move them. So say you want to skip count by two and you have um, something to shows you two for mm -hmm. you. Yeah. You can either do the two of the Cuisinaire rods or you can build two uh, Legos together. You can uh, put two um, buttons on a um, paper clip and move that because every time you move it, that adds another sensory motor uh, input to uh, your memory. So um, that will definitely um, help it. Pegs on the clothesline, you could move two pegs and, and another and another. You actually see that number growing and if you skip count by a bigger number, you see it growing faster, right. which is okay. helping the development of the number line in, in your head also. Okay, so good good thing to do coral counting. Yeah. Good. Now the next link I think is amazing. It says here that the UK pays students with learning disabilities. Well, well, pay, pay, that sounds like that they give the money and they can right. do yeah. with it you whatever they want. Right. Well, it, it's not exactly that. Oh. It is a support system. Okay. So um, students with special needs um, obviously have more costs, uh, either for tutoring, for extra material, for manipulatives, um, uh, etc. And they uh, support these extra costs uh, based on what you need, not necessarily based on your household income. That's also good. So um, it might up, uh, might add up uh, to really big numbers. So say um, some of them had a cost of 40,000 for specialist equipment. 40,000, that's uh -huh. amazing. So imagine that you you have a motor problem and you cannot, say, step into your bath and you need right. to have and an adjustment in the house yeah. or the lift. Um, so it can be medical or non-medical help, general cost, and uh, most of it is geared towards helping education but if you have a mobility problem you still need to okay. be able to to get to the school um, or have all materials at home and, and do it uh, online if that is something that is in your uh, capability of, of learning so it's a great program it really supports students with disabilities and yeah amazingly their healthcare costs are a lot less than <laughs> here in the U.S., so we yeah. may want to go and find out how they, <laughs> find uh, out how how they, they do, do this. this. Yeah, yes, great yes, program. Absolutely. Now, the next link says you can't see numbers. So what do we have here? Well, this is a, a blog spot posted by Lynn O'Connor, and I hope I pronounced this correctly. Okay. English is uh, difficult to pronounce if you don't know the word. It, uh, it refers to a, a book, um, I think it uh, came out in 2013, and it's called A Promise Broken. And uh, the writer had a terrible youth with dyscalculia that was not diagnosed. And by the time they got to write this book, the, the most important character, the protagonist, was 
portrayed actually as having dyscalculia. Oh, okay. So not that they drag on it that the whole storyline is about this uh, learning difference, but it's just something that comes up and uh, it does not really impact the plot, but uh, it's a powerful way to show in where dyscalculia is affecting the normal life of, uh, of people who have it and that they should be accepted as such. So she says um, how, how different her life could have been if right. she would have been identified. She knew that she had dyscalculia and, and uh, knew that that didn't mean she was dumb and that uh, also the adults around her at that moment uh, knew that she had dyscalculia. So uh, she basically um, realized that she had that. The timing was in between when the draft for the books was ready and uh, the corrections were uh, written, the revisions. So at that moment, she started to understand the struggle of the protagonist who right. in school tried to um, work up against uh, students who were either um, faster or older or yeah more um, advanced than she was and she could never kind of catch up so she felt really bad about that and uh, like I said there were all kind of uh, little things that she mentioned about um, everyday life that can um, affect students with dyscalculia and one of them uh, was that um, learning music was so hard for her because reading the notes okay. and keeping the beat and so on was, was really difficult although otherwise she was actually pretty gifted okay interesting yeah we're talking to Dr. Schroeder the founder of Discoculia Services.com and we're looking at the links provided on our website DiscoculiaHeadlines.com uh, the next link has a funny name Ducks and Discoculia <laughs> Oh yeah, that, that and it's absolutely fun activity. Um, it is from the happy toddler playtime.com. It's an absolutely happy blog about um, how you can play uh, with uh, toddlers, how they have fun with activities that are still uh, linked to, uh, to learning and counting. The first one is um, where you raise rubber ducks on um, I think those are magnetic squares that she has there um, and made a number line out of that there's a, a whole lot of other uh, 20 other fun activities really good for the summer month so uh, yeah have a look happy, happy website to go to that brings us to the last link for this week and it says dyslexia and dyscalculia there's a fair amount of overlap there, I think. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I should say that between uh, 40 and 50% of people with dyscalculia also have some uh, dyslexia. Okay. Um, and, and the other way around, it's, it's kind of equal. So um, they look at underlying factors here in this link, uh, such as auditory processing, which is more um, associated with dyslexia, Visual processing was also associated with both. Um, and there's just a new article by um, Dazi Cheng from the, and her colleagues at Beijing uh, University, 
and she researched uh, children in third to fifth grade and uh, she found that um, and she also had a, a group with uh, not um, learning uh, disabled children uh, so she had a group with dyslexia only dyscalculia only both dyslexia and dyscalculia and um, comparison and she actually found that uh, there were uh, visual perception deficits both in the students with dyslexia and with dyscalculia. Okay. Then working memory is a little bit more easy to understand that if you um, have an issue with that, then uh, learning gets harder, basically any type of learning. And the same goes for executive function. If um, if you do not know when to pay attention mm -hmm. and to sustain your attention, um, yeah, then particularly math is very complicated because it's so sequential. Yeah. So if you lose your train of thought halfway, then uh, it's, You're done it's for. really <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really uh, difficult. So. Um, they explain uh, about these systems when they do not function correctly. Um, and yeah, you can call it neurodiverse. Um, you can call it all kind of names, but uh, I'm mostly interested, obviously, in the students that it affects their um, their mouth, their dyscalculia, their sense of time and rhythm and location. And um, the link goes uh, to a podcast where they explain it in, in great detail. So if you have time, a very good piece to okay, listen to. Okay, good. Well, thank you very much for all these explanations, Dr. Söder. Dr. Söder is the founder of Discoculia Services and uh, she's on a mission to recruit more Discoculia tutors. So if you want to be part of that, if you're a teacher or other interested person, you can go to discoculiatutor.org and you can follow her online Discoculia Tutor course right there. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.